Founded just over a hundred years ago, the Boy Scouts play a role in the American imagination where young boys learn skills in camping and wilderness survival. But it is much more than that. The mission of the Boy Scouts of America and the Connecticut Rivers Council is to prepare young people to make ethical and moral choices over their lifetimes by instilling in them the values of scout oath and law. And that means teaching the virtues of character, citizenship, fitness, and leadership. Stephen Smith, Scout Executive and CEO for the Boy Scouts of Connecticut Rivers Council, joins the Municipal Voice today to talk the state of scouting in 2022. We'd like to thank our sponsors at Gateway and Housatonic Community Colleges. The Municipal Voice is the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities podcast in collaboration with WNHH LP 103.5 FM. I'm your host, Matt Ford. As always, be sure to give us a like and let us know what you're thinking in the comments. CCM's Municipal Voice podcast continues to present a key forum on important state local issues. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect consensus views of CCM or member municipal leaders. Stephen, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. So I think most of our listeners at home have a, a pretty good general idea about what the Boy Scouts are, but could you uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit about the Connecticut Rivers Council and its role in the state? Sure. Connecticut Rivers Council represents 126 of the communities here in Connecticut, which is almost like two thirds of the state. Mm -hmm. And it's in our programs, we have about 10,000 kids involved okay. right now, um, boys and girls. And mm -hmm. it's just been a growing program. And uh, as we finish up this last week, we're closing up our camps for the summer and mm -hmm. just had a great summer. But, yeah. Excellent. And um, so you said you cover a lot of the state. What other are there other councils that also operate in Connecticut? There's actually four in the state of Connecticut. Okay. There's one in kind of the New Haven area, New okay. uh, Milford, and they cover that southern shore area. Mm -hmm. And it's the second biggest council in the uh, state. Then okay. there's one in Derby that covers mm -hmm. five communities and then mm -hmm. Greenwich. And uh, everything else is is you guys. Yes. Okay. Well, that's certainly a lot of territory to cover. For you personally, could you tell us a little bit about your title of Scout Executive? I know you're you're also the CEO, but what is a Scout Executive? Is that an official designation like Eagle Scout or Cub Scout? It's the title of the top paid executive mm -hmm. for the council. Um, CEO would be the corporate structure name mm -hmm. in the Boy Scouts. It's been the scout executive and mm -hmm. and some councils it's the chief scout executive and i think mm -hmm. a lot of that comes from the military um background mm -hmm. of the scouts the way they mm -hmm. started out and just just kind of carried through yeah i know when we had uh someone from the salvation army on they have a lot of those kind of interesting titles from 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 their history um is it safe to assume that you were in fact a scout at one point in your life i was i was i Almost surprised to say, yes, I've got my 50-year pin in the Scouts. Uh, mm -hmm. It started when I was eight, and I'm mm -hmm. past the 50-year point at this point. But yeah, uh, from Cub Scouts uh, all the way through was an Eagle Scout. Is Excuse me, I'm an Eagle Scout. You never yeah. was an Eagle Scout, but yeah. Once an Eagle Scout, always an Eagle Scout. Absolutely. So one of the, the kind of big things, more visible things that, that you guys do in Connecticut is you have a lot of camps. Um, how how many camps do you have in Connecticut, and how many uh, scouts do those camps serve? We have four camps. Um, one is in Ashford, J and W, June Norcross, Webster. Uh, we have one down in Plymouth, mm -hmm. uh, Mattatuck. We have one in New Hartford, which is Wacoman. 
And then we have a little piece of property in the far northwest corner of the state. That's mm-hmm. Camp Barber. That's primarily a wilderness uh, camp. We do okay. a lot of outpost type things there. Uh, this summer, we'll probably run pretty close to 4,000 kids through our program mm-hmm. um, or through the summer camps. A lot of that is our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a lot of kids from out of state coming in. Okay. Uh, we have a troop that comes in every other year from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a lot of kids from the Boston area and Long Island. So it's just so you so they're all, everyone that goes to camp are scouts, but they're scam, scouts from all over the country. There are, yeah. We have some really good program here, mm-hmm. and we get a lot of outside groups coming in. Mm-hmm. And uh, reciprocal, do you go to any like other camps by sure. other in other areas with with your guys? That that's really cool. Yeah, it's really I Connecticut's small enough that you mm-hmm. can connect to other areas also. We have troops that go up to the Adirondacks. Mm-hmm. We have nationally several high adventure bases. One's in New Mexico. It's a big mm-hmm. backpacking group. We have one down in Isle Morada in mm-hmm. Florida, and they do sailing and go down through the Bahamas, and you can work on your PADI certification mm-hmm. and general sailing on tall ships and things like that. We have Very one cool. in northern Minnesota that's mm-hmm. uh, canoeing in Boundary Waters Canoe Area, and then one in West Virginia that's uh, all about uh, training and that type of thing. That's really cool. So what is your relationship like with, with other councils in the area? Do you do you have close relationships with New York councils and, and other ones around? It just depends on the councils. Mm-hmm. Some encourage it, others they're big enough that they really don't need to work with other councils around them. Um, that cooperation is always good. And yeah. it's just, it's more important that the kids get the best program. Definitely. Be, yeah. <laughs> Let's speak about relationships. Um, what are your relationships like with the towns and the cities that you operate in? Do you kind of partner with the municipal governments? Do you, you know, deal with uh, board, boards of education? Or what are those programs like? We do both. Um, mm-hmm. We do a lot of community service projects, Mm -hmm. Um, the kids do. A lot of them are done in city parks, state parks, Mm -hmm. uh, building picnic tables and clearing paths. The Appalachian Trail goes through and a number of our troops have adopted miles of the trail Mm -hmm. to take care of it. Um, There's baseball diamonds and things like that that kids have done projects at to upgrade or fix or add bleachers or things like that Mm -hmm. but there's just a lot of community projects that have been done by the kids over the years very cool now one specific type of camp that you also do is a stem camp can you talk a little bit about what uh stem camp is and and what it's like for the students sure um stem camp is kind of a slide off of a thing called stem scouts Mm-hmm. And that was a program that this council helped pilot uh, for the three years before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And STEM Scouts was a program, well, I shouldn't say what, is a program that it was set up kind of in the scouting model of patrols, mm-hmm. where there would be groups of eight to 10 kids. They would go through and teach leadership skills and things like that. Mm-hmm. But rather than using a hook of the out of doors and camping, we'd use more science and technology mm-hmm. where we'd be working with 3D printers, where they would be doing 
chemistry experiments of some of them might include making like ice cream, but mm -hmm. rather than just making the ice cream and eating it, they'd actually talk about the chemical um, reactions that cause ice cream to form. Mm -hmm. um, there's groups that went into um, architectural um, things, engineering things, mm -hmm. where they actually looked at the science behind it, not just the building of it. So when we take it into camp and mm -hmm. specifically, they do that, but they also do things like coding and computer design and build computers, a lot of robotics and coding mm -hmm. for robots and things like that. So it's really been a good partnership. And that is one of the big partnerships that we do have with school districts. The mm -hmm. first year we started the STEM Scout program, we had about 200 kids in it oh, mm -hmm. and ran it for about six months. The second year, we had 800. The third year, we had just shy of 2,000. Wow. It was the fastest growing program we had in the Boy Scouts. And with the, for that STEM program, like the instructors, where do you find them? Because I imagine they need to know things about robotics and all the different disciplines there. It's a little of both. Um, mm -hmm. Volunteering has changed a lot mm -hmm. um, over the years. And we find that volunteers like to do projects where they know there's a beginning and they know there's an end. Mm -hmm. There used to be the old joke in the Boy Scouts of sign up for an hour a week and you get out when you uh, pass. Um, that's really changed uh, just the whole methodology of scouting. Of mm -hmm. We've got to honor our commitments to our volunteers of when you come in, this is what the job is we need you to do. Mm -hmm. This is the time allowance that you'll probably need. And here's the end point. Mm -hmm. So we can go out to engineering companies and we can go out to architectural firms and we can go out to drug manufacturers and talk to them about the STEM scouts and what mm -hmm. we need. And People are very happy to talk about their careers. Mm -hmm. They really want to share that and they want to share their excitement for their career with um, scout age kids mm -hmm. to give them a heads up of this is what you can do in the future. And that's really what's grown and kept the STEM thing really moving because it's hands-on stuff that mm -hmm. they can see an end point. Even for the kids doing it, they can see a this is the end. It's not just yeah. a all theory. This is what I can do with that theory and how I can move it forward. And that's what the camps are about. One of the more interesting values that you instill in Scouts is citizenship. Um, why is patriotism and citizenship important to the Scouts? Citizenship has always been, and with the original program that started in Britain, I even mm -hmm. being a good citizen has always been a part of it and that's contributing to it it's not just sitting by the sidelines and watching it go by it's actually being an active participant mm -hmm. and as you work through the scouting program there's things like citizenship in the community where it's not only learning about your community, it's going to city council meetings, it's talking to councilmen and women about what they do and why they do it and why it's important to their community. Mm -hmm. And it's understanding what zoning committees are about and how that all ties together. So 
we do that at the community level. We do it at the nation level. And we actually mm -hmm. also do it at the world level with the United mm -hmm. Nations that we expose the kids to all of that. And it's not just a learn about it. It's mm -hmm. go do it. I, there's nothing like sitting in a city council meeting where they're talking about a school budget. And one of the programs that you're most excited about is something they're talking about getting rid of. Mm. Or it's able that you're able to go to a city council meeting and talk about something that moves you that, hey, the new playground equipment, it's just really yeah. neat the way it's been done or the conservation area or some of our kids have gone into those type of situations. And they heard about things that the city couldn't do because they didn't have money. And then all of a sudden it becomes an Eagle Scout project. Mm. That they took it on to go do it. And they yeah. thought it was a good idea, but there wasn't money to do it. So they went and raised the money to go do it for their mm. community. So it's just always been a good part of scouting and paying it forward. Yeah. You know, and you said it's always been there. So somebody say, you know, is it always going to be a perennial concern? But it sounds like part of it is the idea that it's not just, you know, you, you're a patriot and you believe that, but it's about actions and, and going to this meeting and, and putting in work for your community. It sounds like it's a big part of that with the scouts. Yeah, I one of the things that comes to mind for me is I remember when I was on camp staffs, we always used to sing a song, uh, it's a big yellow taxi cab. Mm -hmm. And it was always sung on Ecology Day. Mm -hmm. But there's a line in there that, um, yeah, how's it go? Don't know. You don't know how it seems to go until mm -hmm. it goes away. Yeah. And that's really what it's about is you really don't realize what you have until it goes away. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's important to you. And it's just, in scouting, we've always really taught that citizenship is something that you you don't want it to go away. Mm -hmm. Because if you let it go away, worse things can come forward. Yeah. And there's always some form of leadership that will insert itself when there's a void. Another thing that's interesting is, you know, it, it's not just a matter of it going away, but also that it evolves and, you know, how it, it changes even within the organization. And I know that you've recently introduced a new badge uh, around diversity, equity, and inclusion, and it's called the Citizenship, citizenship in Society Merit Badge. Um, how, how does one earn that badge? What, what was the genesis behind this new badge? It is the most unusual badge we offer. There's mm -hmm. no right answer. I in every other merit badge we have, there's a definite this is the way you do it. And mm -hmm. this isn't. I my background, I was uh, educated in a Jesuit college. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they constantly taught you is think about the other person. Mm -hmm. um, think about how your decision is going to affect the community. Think about how it's going to affect you. Think about all those things. And as I read the requirements for the badge, that's exactly what it is. It's mm. not so much a think about yourself. It's think about how your actions will affect the rest of the community. Mm. Um, part of the merit badge has scenarios where it talks about you move into a new school and you're from another part of a country. Mm -hmm. And when you get there, um, how it's different for you. And I could really relate to that in the, in the Boy Scouts, we move around the country mm -hmm. quite a bit. 
And I came from uh, the Midwest area here. And when we came here, my daughter was going to wear uh, Birkenstocks to school. Mm -hmm. And they just thought when she went to school, she dressed odd and she was just really different. And she just was mortified that she'd never be caught dead in Birkenstocks the rest of her life. When she got here, they wore those leather slippers that had mm -hmm. fur coming out of them. And it was like all of the kids were wearing those. And that was acceptable. She went back to the Midwest to go to college and she wore her slippers and they looked at her like she was incredibly odd. And it's understanding those things that it's not just moving around from country to country. It's moving from different parts of our country to other parts of our country. One of the really neat parts, and it predates the citizenship and society, was when the pandemic hit, we had to switch programs on a dime. We went mm -hmm. from a camp where everybody got together in a camp to a virtual camp. And we ran summer camp, merit badges and things like that online. Yeah. And when we did that, we had kids signing up from all over the country. Mm. And it was right during the presidential election time period. And it was incredible to watch these kids from all over the country talk about what the issues were that were important to them. Yeah. And how the kids in Connecticut, what they were concerned about had nothing to do with what the kids in Texas were concerned mm. about, or the kids in California. And we even had a kid from Alaska there. And they were all talking about what their concerns were and what they wanted the president to take care of and that type of thing. Mm. So it really exposed them to a whole different thing. And the scouts has done that a lot. Uh, we've done it uh, with our virtual merit badges mm -hmm. at the camp. But we also have a jamboree on the airways that we do in October that mm -hmm. kids all over the world connect into that. And that's all part of the citizenship and society. It's just getting the melting pot. Mm -hmm. And it's just bringing all of these cultures together. And I was at the World Jamboree in 2019. The U.S. hosted it. Mm -hmm. And just seeing these kids break out in song, and it was just they had a common set of values of serving others, and that was yeah. the part of the citizenship. But it was just so different, and they just—it was fun how they tied together about what united them instead mm -hmm. of what divided them, and it was just—it was good. You are listening to the Municipal Voice on WNHH one hundred three point five FM. Outside of uh, scouting, do you encourage your scouts to do public service, let's say volunteer with you know their local municipality or things like that? We do. Um, from first class forward, mm -hmm. every rank requires them to do community service, mm -hmm. whether it's for their church, for their community, for um, elderly people, mm -hmm. um, just do community service. And that kind of ties at the very end to an Eagle Scout project, which is the granddaddy of projects yeah. of um, thinking it up from the beginning through the end. And some just really neat projects have been done. And a lot of the kids, uh, they do things that interest them. 
and mm-hmm. um, things that are going to make a difference in their communities. I've, I get a kick. My brother works for a parks and recreation department. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, it's that time of the year. And he said, that time of the year. And he said, yeah, because of my involvement in scouting, all the kids doing their Eagle projects come in to see me and I end up working with them. And he's going, we get an incredible amount of, and I hate to say free labor, but it's just, it's free labor, but it's knowledgeable labor. They will yeah. go out and get architects to help them design things. And it's not just a, the kids got together and drew it up on a net or did drawings on mm. a map and they actually get people that know what there's need to do to get yeah. things done. And it's great gifts to communities when they do that. It really is. Yeah. I think anyone that's yeah. spent any amount of time in, in on the trails and in, in woodlands of Connecticut has probably seen a plaque somewhere that said something was built and donated by an Eagle Scout or Eagle a part of an Eagle Scout, Scout project. project. Yeah. They do. Bridges they do. and all, all sorts of great things all all over through, through Smile every time I see one and take a picture of it. <laughs> but as you mentioned earlier at the top of the show, one of the kind of bigger changes in Boy Scouts in recent years is that it's no longer just for boys. Um, it has what the fact on co-ed. Um, can you tell us some about how, you know, how that's been going on, the implications of allowing girls to join Scouts and how you've implemented it um, over the past several years in Connecticut? Sure. Scouting, it's kind of the best kept secret. Uh, scouting really started moving co-ed in the 70s, mm-hmm. in 74. Um, and actually, I was in the program at the time when it did in a thing called Exploring, mm-hmm. which was primarily camping, but it was also career exploration. And those programs were all co-ed at that point going mm-hmm. forward. As we move forward into the STEM Scouts later, uh, that became started as mm-hmm. co-ed and carried through and our learning for life program was also which is an in-school program mm-hmm. was co-ed and is co-ed the last two programs we had were cub scouts and the boy scout program mm-hmm. and that's what went co-ed in the last three years uh, mm-hmm. as we move forward we started out with the younger kids the cub scouts and mm-hmm. did that we had separate dens uh, for the boys and the girls, that they would be in the same packs. Mm-hmm. And we quickly found out that uh, most of the packs wanted the boys and girls together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them wanted what we call now family dens, mm-hmm. where it's brothers and sisters and the entire family participate together in the Cub Scout program. And it's been a real blessing to us Mm-hmm. Um, most of the parents work and they're looking for things to do with their children that's structured and has similar values to them and their family and that they can do with their entire family, not drop one kid off at soccer practice and another one at another field and another one across mm-hmm. town. And then your two parents or one parent end up playing carpool taxi running kids all the way back and forth mm-hmm. so these programs are all set up that mom and dad or mom or dad can participate with their family mm-hmm. and they can all do the activity together it's structured uh, they can go out to our fastest growing programs our weekend programs at camp mm-hmm. where it's one of them we do is maple sugar 
Um, the kids will go out. We have evaporation tanks out mm-hmm. there. We show the kids how to tap the trees and how the sap runs down through the tubes, the collection pots, how they boil it off. Mm-hmm. There's other games out there. And at the end of it, they have pancakes with maple syrup that came out of the trees that they just went through and yeah. did that. So we've created a lot more program that goes that direction. And it's going over really well. Um, and yeah. it's going over well, tying in with school districts too. Mm-hmm. Of, they look for activities to tie families into the school and that build that community sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where the family dance is really um, accelerated in growth mm-hmm. and really are moving forward. And we've really been able to take advantage of that. We're seeing a lot of those in the uh, towns where they have center town centers mm-hmm. that we have dug up pits and blow up things that we'll bring in. And they'll have almost a day camp type program in yes. the city park and mm-hmm. it's just kind of a fun Sunday or Saturday activity, Sunday activity type thing where the kids get to do that. On the Boy Scout side, um, that we changed the name at Scouts mm-hmm. USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have boy groups and girl groups mm-hmm. and they go through their program. We've got girls now that have achieved the Eagle Scout and uh, working through those programs. Mm-hmm. and guys too they in some cases link what a link would be is there'd be a boy troop and a girl troop at the mm-hmm. same uh church or volunteer fire department or that type of thing mm-hmm. and that's worked out well also um and is growing um that's probably growing a little faster than what the cub scout program started mm-hmm. out in a lot of it was legacy Kids mm-hmm. starting out that uh, dad or mom were in the program at different points and mm-hmm. a lot of moms, their brothers were in it and mm-hmm. they wanted to be a part and they used to refer to them as tagalongs um, that brothers would be in it and the little sister would participate anyway. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I have a friend that his sister was always running around with us in the group and she's, gosh, 50 years later, yeah. incredibly close friend. And she says, well, it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's just um, values are the same. And honestly, I just thoughts have changed. Mm-hmm. I have a troop, a uh, couple of troops, boy and girl, they uh, did a thing in the old, in the scouting program, there's a thing where they build a fire mm-hmm. and just, and it's a time thing. Yeah. And one of the scout leaders said it was really interesting and fun to watch the boys and the girls do it differently. Mm-hmm. And he said the boys immediately when you said go just started throwing stuff in a pile and started throwing matches at it with hopes of it going. He said the girls broke. They sat and they talked about it for about 10 minutes of how they were going to do it, who needed to get what and how they needed to get it organized and all of that. Yeah. They got all their materials together and then one match started it up and it was going. He said it was just fun to watch the way the boys and the girls think so yeah. much differently and think it through. And that was actually one of the concerns when we we're putting the programs together was the maturity levels of boys and girls are mm-hmm. much different. 
And we were actually more concerned that the girls would take over the program because they mature faster. Mm -hmm. And if you look at other national agencies that are co-ed, in that high school age group, most of the leadership in them are girls. So we were really concerned that we did not want to give up our heritage over adding girls to the program. So it's really, it's been the best of both worlds. Yeah. So here's a question for you, and I don't want to get you in trouble with anyone, but what's the difference between having a troop of girls in the Scouts and having a troop of Girl Scouts? Because I remember growing up, there was Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. What what do you see as kind of the, the differences there? Like if someone's going to choose, you know, my daughter wants to wants to do something like that. Which, sure. which way do you go? You know, I'm proud of our program, mm-hmm. and I'm proud of what the Girl Scouts have. Also, mm-hmm. we're di- we're different. And yeah, I mean, maybe it, maybe it isn't choice. Maybe you can do both. Yeah. And we have a number of girls that are. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the early girl eagles that we had um, achieved the um, silver and gold award in the Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted to get both awards. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think both programs have their merits. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both a little different. Uh, mm-hmm. Slightly different focuses. Yeah, the Scout USA is probably a little more of the outdoor. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Girl Scouts has totally walked away from outdoors, but it's mm-hmm. not as much. Um, mm-hmm. But that h- more high adventure, heavier um, wilderness type thing is in the Scout USA model. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really can't talk about the Girl Scouts. I just, I don't know their program. I just... There's a reason I don't want to. <laughs> You're not the expert on that one. I'm not. And I wouldn't profess to know what their program is. That's very cool. So I guess then the question for you is, what does an exemplary scout look like today? Uh, can you give us some examples of projects or some scouts that have stood out to you in recent years? You know, I, I've i been here in Connecticut about 12 years now. Mm-hmm. And I, one happened shortly about the time I got here. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a scout that we have a troop that backpacks Kilimanjaro every four wow. years. Okay. Yeah. And while he was there in Tanzania, he went by a orphanage mm-hmm. and saw how bad the situation was. Yeah. And he came back to the States and did a massive clothing drive and um, uh, educational support items, uh, notebooks and pencils and pads and mm-hmm. clothing and all of this. And then he arranged for transportation to get it all from the States to Tanzania over Christmas break. Yeah. And if anything could go wrong on this trip, it did. Mm-hmm. I did from having to pay bribes to customs people to let it through to items being stolen to uh, trucks that were supposed to bring the stuff to the orphanage to just all the way down the line. Mm-hmm. It just everything went wrong. And in the very end, when they actually got the supplies to the orphanage and that he and his father went, um, the kids didn't have any food and they went and got food and brought it back to the orphanage so they could have that too. Mm-hmm. And just, it was just, 
an incredible story of everything that he went through of getting things donated and airlines working with him and shipping companies working with them and all of that to make it happen. And another one would be a young man. Um, he, um, they had been to Haiti on mm -hmm. a family vacation and found out that a lot of the kids couldn't read because they had such poor vision. Mm. And he made arrangements to do his Eagle project was to get eyeglasses to these kids. And it was great that he could get the eyeglasses there, but he couldn't get um, the vision test. Mm -hmm. And he worked and got vision tests put together and got this whole thing. And as he was going down the line and his project was turned down by the Boy Scouts because Haiti was an unstable country mm -hmm. and they couldn't allow him to go in the name of the Boy Scouts to this unstable country. So as a dry run, he did a all of the vision tests and eyeglasses and all of that here in mm -hmm. Hartford in the um, North End to try it out to make sure it was mm -hmm. all going to work. And that became his eagle project, doing it on the North End. And he did it and got his eagle, but he felt so moved that his original project was what was really it. Mm -hmm. And he did it anyway. He went to Haiti with his family and some other physicians, and they mm -hmm. did it. And it was just that above and beyond. I yeah, think. he did. He didn't he need didn't, to do it for his Eagle Scout. He already, he he already gotten that. He, he that did. Was, yeah, yeah. And that's really what the Eagle Scout is all about: is paying it forward to your community and being that good. Used to be, you'd say, be a good citizen in your country. Now, mm -hmm. the country isn't it; it's global. And it's being a good global citizen. Yeah. So if now it's being a, a good global citizen, what is scouting going to be in like in 2040 or in, you know, 100 years from now? What do you see as the future of scouting? I, right now, world scouting already exists. Mm -hmm. And in 2019, when we hosted the World Jamboree here, mm -hmm. we have 47,000 kids. Here yeah. from, gosh, I want to say it was like 130 different countries in the world. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're going to see that continue. There's always a need and want to help other people. Mm -hmm. And that's the some of the credo of the Boy Scouts and scouting program from the beginning mm -hmm. was to help other people at all times and to do service and to be prepared. And I don't think that's going to go away. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to, I think the ways we deliver the program is going to change, whether it's STEM scouts, whether it's computers, whether it's online. I think all of that's going to change, but those core principles are always going to stay the same, I think. That'll be really good. Maybe someday we'll see some Eagle Scout projects on Mars or the moon, who knows? Would not surprise me. That's actually the first jamboree. Uh, the gentleman that um, did the Mars rover, rover yeah. was actually in my sub camp talking to the kids about the project and what he'd do differently um, as he went through. Uh, and the kids were like, the battery was the issue. And he said, it was, and it was a big fight whether we were using solar, if we were going to use nuclear. And that was the place, I tell you, we should have yeah. used nuclear so we could have had more. 
<laughs> How many engineers just, of tomorrow were in that room? Yeah. And it was just, it was incredible how many people wanted to visit with him. And he was right there with the kids right up next to him talking. Awesome. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for coming on the show and speaking with us today. It's been a real pleasure. It's been absolutely a blast sitting here talking about how great our kids are. We'd like to thank our guest, Stephen Smith. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Gateway Community College and Housatonic Community College. Learn more at gatewaycp.edu and housatonic.edu. The Municipal Voice is a co-production by CCM and WNHH 103.5 FM. Kevin Maloney is our executive producer. Christopher Gilson is our producer. Harry Draws is on the boards. And I'm Matt Ford, your host. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and give us a like. And watch out for our CCM chat series on our YouTube page. CCM's annual convention returns Tuesday, November 1st at the Mohegan Sun Convention Center. This year's convention will be capped off by Connecticut's final 2022 gubernatorial debate. Learn more at ccm-ct.org.